sometimes we just don't have words for the grief that we are carrying and that so many of our dear friends are carrying. So today we thought it was very important for us to name the names of the people who died in the Atlanta shooting. Our entire team came together to read these names, including our sound engineer, David Lai, who we are so grateful can offer a very accurate pronunciation of the Chinese names. Park Soon Tong, 74 years old. Her family remembers her as someone who got along with her family so well. Kim Sun Cha, age 69, a grandmother who was married for more than 50 years and enjoyed line dancing in her spare time. Yu Yong A, age 63. Her family remembers her as a good mother and that she was always there for her kids. Hyun Jung Grant, age 51, single mother of two sons. Her sons described her as having a young spirit and said that she didn't want us to worry about her ever. Delana Ashley Young, 33, left behind a 13-year-old child and an eight-month-old infant. She is remembered as being one of the most hardworking, most determined, most outspokenly good-hearted of a person I've ever met. Paul Andre Michaels. 54, a U.S. veteran, one of nine siblings, and his family remembers him as a very hardworking and loving man. Tan Xiaojie, 49, owner of Young's Asian Massage. She was described as the sweetest, kindest, and most giving person. She died two days before her 50th birthday. Feng Daoyou, age 44. Feng was an employee at Young's Asian Massage. Unfortunately, not much has been reported about her yet. We wish we knew more and hope that her memory will be honored. This is so fun, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles has been a frequent guest at the rectory. Yes. (laughs) And actually, Charles, this is so funny. I've had this experience several times, but I was just at um, Amy and Woody's house and I looked at the refrigerator and there was a picture of a man on the refrigerator. And I was like, who is that? I know that. Who is that? And it took me a second. I was like, of course, that's Charles. I feel like I've seen your face on so many people's refrigerators. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you are like the Kanye West Cincinnati Anglicanism. We, we, you know, I get around a little bit, you know, I got to I got to keep the funds flowing through support. So, you know, got to be on everybody's refrigerator, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite memories of Charles at the rectory is when uh, we played the mafia game with everyone. Smokes. <laughs> and Charles was like, it's it's OK. It's OK, guys. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be the narrator. <laughs> And you just like orchestrated this amazing time. It was so good. Man. It was like being good in a time. Russian novel. Good times, man. Good times. Good times. Yeah. 
Y'all maybe. don't do video recording, do y'all? Or y'all just no, 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 no. Okay, no. cool, cool. God, cool. no. <laughs> you know. It's so nice to see your face. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I didn't know how, how this thing worked, man. You know, I know some people do podcasts and they do like the audio, then they plug yeah. the video too, so people can watch the conversation. So I didn't know, you know, with y'all. Yeah, we actually, you know. uh, we do Twitch yeah. streams. Okay. <laughs> um, I wish, no. I love that. Using the game platform play? for for honest Me, conversation. There we go. Yes, we will oh play Among God. Us. Well, okay. Um, yeah. Let's just let's dive in because I feel like we can go so many different directions <laughs> with Charles, and I am so excited that you're here. Charles yeah. and I worked at a church plant together for two years. Um, one year I was just a volunteer, and then one year I was like interim. Um, so we've seen a lot <laughs> and been through a lot and it was really fun. But so, um, Charles, if you could give us a little bit of your background <clears throat> and then a little bit of what you're doing right now, um, in Cincinnati, yeah. just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, first I want to say thank you guys for having me as a guest on this podcast. Um, first of all, I was look. I just looked on Spotify, and I was like, "Oh, they in there? They in the bag with this podcast game?" Man. I didn't know. <laughs> that was like a few conversations. I was like, "Okay, they in the bag." Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, um, my name is Charles Dudley. Um, I am originally from Roanoke, Virginia. Born and raised, um, I moved up to Cincinnati in 2017, around August, to be a part of a church called the Mission Cincinnati, small church plant in um, a neighborhood called Evanston in the city up here in Cincinnati. And um, yeah, I came on as the director in a residency for a role called a director of community engagement. And um, yeah, I've been here ever since. I just completed my third year in the middle of COVID, um, it, uh, I recommitted for another year. So I'm going three and a half years strong um, up wow. here. Um, it's been Cincinnati. a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So yeah. How has being a church plant during COVID just been wild? Like, can you name like two ways things yeah. have changed? And um, a lot, right? Uh, right? Yeah, right. A lot. <laughs> um, a, a lot has changed, right? You know, being uh, being bound home, right? Being being mm. told you can't really gather in person. Uh, so a lot of a lot of pivoting to online, a lot of recording, a lot of looking through a camera. Um, still trying to um, give a message, give a sermon, worship, and do liturgy and all that. And keep the energy, you know, like you're talking to people, but through a screen and, and continuing to disciple people through that lens. Um, I, so I think that's one way. Yeah, I think just reimagining what church is, you know, I, I think I think um, our norm was, you know, we go, we got the programs, right? Churches do programs. This, and then you saw this kind of pause and people kind of like unraveled a little bit. Like, yeah. we don't know if we keep our doors open. We don't know what we can do. And it's like... Uh, how do you continue to keep discipleship going in the midst of a pandemic? Because because you can't meet doesn't mean discipleship stops. And so, yeah, I, I think we've all been in that season where, you know, a season of grief, lament, really, um, you know, loneliness. Um, I think those are a few things, I think, for, for me personally, 
Um, and engagement looks different, man. You know, I'm, I'm just going, I, you know, that's nothing that changed for me. A lot of my part, partnerships, like can't go into Evanston Academy and some of the schools and the kids I work with. Um, yeah, it's just that is kind of limited. And that kind of changed the whole trajectory of just kind of still doing stuff with certain people. That's kinda... I mean, you used to lead like talent <laughs> and art nights and you were in like yeah. dance performances. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all yeah. On the back burner, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, haven't been able to do much of that. I, I, I think I really feel like I kind of, um, I kind of let go of my creative bag a little bit in 2020, which I didn't like. Like, it wasn't dancing, it wasn't curating anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I was just trying to glean inspiration and, cre and, and creation and mm. I was so grateful and thankful to see friends and people who were who are artists and creatives still doing things and encouraged me like okay you can't stop you know there, there are ways to do this mm. um, but yeah that, that has stopped though Katie we yeah we haven't had our night within a year and a half um, yeah so Community engagement, right, can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. What did that look like before COVID? Like, how were you engaging community? Yeah. Uh, so if I can step back for a minute. So um, a little backdrop for me. You know, I was one who I feel like came to the Lord through community engagement um, by a church in my neighborhood who mm -hmm. hit the streets, hit the blocks, and just loved us well. So I feel like I'm a product of that, um, mm -hmm. people leaving their buildings and coming and investing um, into people in their community. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm really grateful for those who kind of took time with me, first of all, with that. Um, as hard-headed or as, you know, disruptive maybe I was, um, I appreciate those taking their time um, mm -hmm. to, to basically help me flourish, man. I think engagement is helping people flourish. I think... Uh, I, I use outreach lightly because I think that's a term that we use a lot. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, I feel like outreach is good, but I think outreach has limits, right? Which is not bad, but I feel like a lot of people view outreach as kind of a hand throwing a bucket and leave, right? Um, yeah. I, I was, mm. Yeah, you know, um, and that works for some people. I'm not knocking anybody's outreach or short term, whatever they do. But I think engagement is constantly, um, I feel like it's constantly being in front of people's um, pain, mess, um, you know, trauma, things as a church, mm -hmm. as a person, as, as, as those who love Christ, investing in communities is, is always in front of that. So I think you're, you're consistent. You know, I think engaging means I'm, I, I am consistently choosing to do this. I am choosing to consistently pursue this person or pursue this neighborhood or pursue this community. Mm -hmm. I'm continue to engage it even when it's hard and uncomfortable. I think we want to help that pain, but we don't want to be so close to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, who was it? This, uh, the Samaritan who was on the other side of the road and people kept passing by the dude's like, oh, I think, he, you know, looking at him. And I think it wasn't to, to uh, a person across the street to be ever so close to the pain was saying like, okay, I feel this and it's impacting me. Like fix him up, give him what he needs and put everything else he needs on my tab. So I think, you know, I'm, I've learned from a, uh, a quote that a guy named um, Rich Perez, a pastor out of Wash Heights, it says like, man, you have to be so close to the pain mm. to feel feel it, right? To, to be able to aid. And I think sometimes we are the ones standing mm. across the street looking and saying, they like they need help. 
<laughs> but, uh, I sure hope uh, someone does something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I can only do a little, but, you know, and, and, and again, I think not shaming or anything. I think, you know, know your limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is really just being present, to be, be honest. I think uh, it's just kind of caring for people in that way, just showing up. Yeah. So that's what engagement so far has been. Um, yeah. Something that um, I really appreciated is Charles called me like out of the blue a few weeks ago because he had time before he was going into another meeting or event. And it's it's that kind of like even that just like hearing your voice, like mm-hmm. other than text or other than a message, it was really that presence. Um, and one of my, um, I'm involved in a new church now up here, but um, <clears throat> one of our pastors, instead of a Christmas card, she just mm. decided to call everyone personally. It took wow. her forever, but she just wanted to call everyone and say, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And there was something about hearing someone's voice and like that really personal connection in an age where we felt so isolated and disconnected um, was just really powerful. And I think you're really good about making people feel seen um, Mm -hmm. and heard. And just even that little, like it was a short conversation, but we got to catch up and that was, was really nice, you know? So yeah, I feel like people think it takes more effort maybe than it really does to just kind of connect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I, I I received that affirmation and, and, and encouragement, man. I uh, so I think COVID did one thing, right? I think it I think it uh, I think what it did it exposed a lot of blind spots for a lot of people. Mm. But um, also too, uh, I remember talking to someone here, and we were you know kind of just in a conversation like, man, like this thing has affected everyone on some level right i don't think it's usually you know one you know when sickness or things or things happen usually you know us or us we're over here and it's like well that problem's over there mm. <laughs> those over there you know what i'm saying it didn't affect mm. us but i think we've we have something that kind of sh- shook everybody on some level right mm. um don't didn't matter if you were you know up in the burbs you know 401k making money or if you were middle class or inner city um even though this impacted a lot of those communities even more with a lot of the aid and help mm-hmm. but man like people on all levels were hurt you know people lost jobs people lost family members um mm-hmm. you know people had to close down buildings and had to let had to lay people off mm-hmm. and uh was reminded not too long ago be you know what i'm saying to be sober minded to know that um you know things are affecting me but things are affecting other people too um so to not get so um (laughs) not get so polarized by the thing you know but to allow myself to really say man i know this is affecting you too right if we can acknowledge that how can we better come alongside each other um Mm -hmm. and just love one another too at that so i think uh when you're in a type of grief of a man like that, when it's affecting every every part of everybody, you know, we didn't know how to respond to that. And and I uh I think caring and showing up is the best medicine for that man and, and just um with the gospel as the centerpiece in that and um the truth of Jesus. But um thinking about the way that you connect people and the way that you uh meet their needs, I have two 
memories aside from the epic game of mafia about okay. you that are my two favorite <laughs> memories. And one of them was that you invited me and some other people to go to a concert. Yeah. And I, it was it was KB and who was the other guy? KB Triple E and uh, they were on tour. It was KB Triple E, um, Ty Brazo, and Joseph Solomon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And. I wanted to go, but I think that I had been having some dizzy spells and I was like, I don't yeah. know, a concert, it's probably gonna be three, three and a half hours in a, like a crowded building. I don't, yeah, <laughs> crowded building guys, remember that? Yeah. I don't know about this. And you were like, no, I have scouted the space. There are places <laughs> for you to sit. You like told me where all the exits were. You told me where I could sit. And then during the concert, like multiple times, cause it was like a standing, it was a standing venue. Right. And then there were right. seats at the back. You're like, do you need to go sit down? Do you remember this? <laughs> and I was like, this yeah. is great. I could enjoy yeah. the concert because I knew I wasn't like stuck maybe in a situation that I would need to get out of. That was like connecting people through music. And it was also meeting my very specific needs. Charles, you talk about the power of the gospel a lot. Like, mm -hmm. how was it in Cincinnati? And you were just talking about lament and grief and the other huge layer of 2020. Mm -hmm is of course yeah. Black Lives Matter movement, George Floyd, say the name, like this huge movement. How did that, how was that for you? Or how how was this summer for you, especially as a church worker in the inner city? A couple of thoughts, man. Yeah, I remember I was at home and I just saw, you know, another hashtag, RP. It's like, oh boy. Um, I didn't even see the video. The video was all right out and, um, and everything. I don't know why I did. I don't know why I traumatized myself by even watching the video. And I couldn't do nothing but but cry at that moment because uh, here again, uh, another another life being lost. That was tough, um, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, just kind of, just man, you, you know, how do you, you know, even like, you know, you can't walk past that. Yeah, I was in the thing where I was like, look, I ain't got time, people. I don't, I ain't got time to give you a reason. I don't yeah. got time to 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 explain. Um, I don't have time to to rebring up why this is wrong or mm. for you to give a case like, oh man, you know, yeah. what did he do? You know, and, <laughs> and and I just think my mind is like, that's not the first question, you know, we should be asking. How do we look at that and 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 see a, a body being undignified and you know, someone made in God's image. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. No matter what he probably did, nobody deserves that. Um, yeah. Charles, I remember that you told yeah. me that this summer. I think we were having a discussion group in the park, and you had said that people had reached out to you, kind of asking how you were doing and what you were thinking. And you just said to me, I do not have the emotional energy to give you any answer. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. really, I was yeah. like, okay. Now I think <laughs> I have an idea of what's happening with Charles. And that left an impression on me, just like, that mm. that that event had taken i mean not just that event that that event on top of all the others had taken such an emotional toll that you had run out of speech um and that was very affecting to me when you told me that for me it was that man lord like why 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 do we always have to explain the hurt and the pain mm -hmm. um or be the ones to give an answer or or be the or be the ones to you know what I'm saying? Cause we live ever so close yeah. to it so you know what i'm saying like we <laughs> like we're not 
surprised when protests happen after that, when people are like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. We're not surprised that people, you know, in a way their grievance and the lament is 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 basically hitting the streets in action and saying these people's names and um and not just putting a blind eye on it. It's like when you're mm. the person that is the community outreach person. Oh yeah. And you're like engaging with all these people and you're usually the one that is like managing all these relationships and keeping up with everybody like where do where do those people go for support when they need it and like can you find it in your church or do you need to seek it elsewhere like how did you take care of yourself charles how did you prioritize yourself during that time we have to hold our boundaries and we have to let people know how to like respect those boundaries as well yeah um that it doesn't make me unchristian or less brotherly like if i say hey i just can't talk about this um or i can't love like you know what i'm saying like like right. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm I'm still loving and i think people get that misoppression like well i'm just trying to learn i'm just trying to help you know what i'm saying but it's like well you know there's resources i can give you or send you yes. but, at, but but at the same time like like i have to take time to to um show up for myself as well um and 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 do and do what's helpful for me and me who is in a lot of spaces that don't look like me at a lot of my times in ministry or mm. certain friendships it's sometimes like you are the only person standing in the room that that gets it you know say like you're that awkward dude at the party mm. that that knows something off but everybody's like chilling and everything's good you know what i'm saying um and you, and, yeah. and you walk in you're like something's off and <laughs> and i may not feel like i belong here right now um yeah. you know um but i think it was good to to have that space but also to talk with others and process that a little bit um uh, about how i'm feeling um and ask mm-hmm. questions and, and knowing how to really uh give a i was like like not give an answer that people are maybe looking for. You know, I, mm. I think a lot of times our cultural Christianity wants to move past the pain, wants to just pray it mm. away, just wants to, you know, maybe you're not trusting the Lord enough. Maybe, you know, the mm. Lord will help give it to Jesus. And mm. we don't make time to allow people to grieve and process. We don't make time for a lot of people to lament. And you gotta make space for that, man. If if any of this is to is 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 to press, go. Um, or to move forward, we you you gotta take the time to to listen and 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 to learn and and to and to and to posture yourself um, mm. in the in in the, in the space of humble. And so yeah, so to answer your question too, some safe spaces for me was uh, um, I think just like some you know church, but also some people outside of my church that you know you you know that that I'm around that I can ask those questions and. Um, talking with people that that also look like me and about how they were perceiving it as well. Um, I don't know. Therapy is 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 a best friend in this season. You know, um, therapy does the body good. I yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we yeah. all do therapy on this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I think too, man, just 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 having somewhere to retreat and go, man. I I think. Uh, um. I remember staying at the rules home because I didn't want to be by myself, you know, for a few days. Um, I I was just, I was just down. And so I think just having people that you can truly, like people that you truly know that offer those spaces um, Mm -hmm. in different commodities, right? If it's conversation, if it's just a meal, if it's like, hey, come stay a while, 
Mm. Um, you just come mm. rest, come be. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that, uh, yeah, that summer was, whew, a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. The, the bandage was pulled off a little bit. You had to really reconcile with that and reflect with that and sit with that. It was like, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I think actually some, some pieces were moved forward with this yeah. last summer. I, I don't want to over um, sell that. Be like, aha. Right, nah, right. We ain't hit. <laughs> right. But I think that there, there the was real, there were real things that happened that we should also like embrace and celebrate, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. including the taking down of public monuments in the United States and other places in Great Britain of people going, mm, we're not going to put up with this anymore. This isn't something that we can just walk past on the sidewalk and not really see. We are going to see this the way people who are traumatized by this statue see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some of those statues are now at the bottom of some uh, bodies of water. So that's, <laughs> you know, that, that was a move. What made even that thing worse, and we've seen it a lot, I think it's just not natural to watch someone die. Like, you know, we I think we watch movies right. and we and we do that as ah, uh, you know, but like literally seeing the breath taken out of somebody slowly, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, I don't think we should be we should not that's not normalized to watch anywhere. And I, and I just I was like, yeah, that's and yet I yeah. think it was kind of the nature. I, well, a I think that cell yeah. phone cameras have moved pieces forward yeah, on this yeah and yeah. i i really think that the egregious nature of his killing also mm. moved things forward um yeah that it wasn't yeah. a fast event yeah i think you're right i like that idea charles of the band-aid being pulled off mm, yeah like, oh there's something under there oh gosh no yeah yeah because <laughs> a lot of people became like oh my gosh this is happening and, you know a lot of us were like yeah, <laughs> it's been happening. Yeah, but for some people, it was like, "Oh my God, this is mm-hmm. this is happening." Right. Yeah. So. Even there were some of us that were a ways down the road on yeah. this journey of seeing things that this was a whole this move pieces forward for us, not from the go box, but from wherever we were. It really moved us again. Like, oh, geez, what I've been doing was was nice and it was good, but in fact, something more is really being required of me. Emily and I went to um, a, several protests and yeah. it was, that was a big move for me. And I remember mm. after one of Emily's coworkers spent the night in handcuffs on a sidewalk without access to a bathroom because she had gone to a protest and was arrested. Oh, wow. And so as we were dressing to go to the first, the first thing I attended, I was kind of like shaking and I was picking my clothes based on what pants might I get arrested in? And I had never had to ask that question before. That was an optional Mm. question for me to ask. And Mm. it was really, it was really scary for me to choose to go. And I didn't, it did, it didn't feel optional. It was optional, but where I was in my spiritual journey and where I was in my journey as a white American, it didn't feel, it didn't feel, um, morally neutral optional it felt Hmm. i choose to stay at home i am putting my game pieces on the wrong squares on the board and i'm gonna have to live with that 
Um, so, so I, I think that there were a lot of different pieces that moved for a lot of different people at different points of, in their journey. And it yeah. definitely, what the things that were happening this summer moved things for me. Mm. Am I at the end point of like perfect, you know, Buddha enlightenment? No. <laughs> but Charles, right. you, you admitting right. that too of saying, can't yeah. talk to you today. Sorry. That also <laughs> moved some things for me. You know, communally, we don't know how to lament. Like that's not something that's active. We don't know how to make, we don't make space for that. Because either like pray and get over it, right? <laughs> uh, you can, you, you know, you can cry at well at home. Like we don't make space for that corporate lament. We do like like my heart is that, that I pray that that continue to create spaces where you can have those conversations and yeah I think not shaming or pointing the fingers at everybody but but you know there are some people there are some mm-hmm. people that need to that need to be quiet and sit down and and not talk mm-hmm. there there's there's some there's some stuff out there that's like yeah you don't need to be talking like you know what I'm saying and because yeah. yeah. you know what I'm saying um I think a lot of the voices we need to hear are sometimes the smallest voices we listen to everybody that's just so loud and they talking nonsense and they're like yeah and it's like nah you shouldn't nah bro you need to you know <laughs> you, you know people are too yeah. woke these days right too woke some people need to take naps naps are good for the soul so <laughs> naps are good for the soul some people need to take naps <laughs> some people some people do i'm so glad you did healthy boundaries and you held yeah. those healthy boundaries but i want our listeners to also know that you are an incredible leader um, in this as well. Like I remember a staff meeting on the anniversary of Trayvon Martin's death and like Mm. you came in and you were like, I really, we need to stop and pray. And we were like, Mm. you know, like kind of chatting and we knew what day it was. Right. But Mm. you like, you're like, Nope, this is what we need to do. And your leadership in that moment, teaches and models like what mm-hmm. lament is it is naming it it is addressing it um it's not carrying on with business as usual so i really appreciated that um you really like stepped into yeah. the middle of that and kind of said nope this is what, this is the first thing on our agenda today is to bow our heads in prayer um for trayvon mm-hmm. martin's family and for the community and for everything that has happened and continues to happen we have to slow down pause yeah um, then we have to learn how to move past our agendas yeah um, if, if things are to to make space and create space um we have to be okay with letting something be disruptive because yeah. um, that that disruptiveness can hopefully um it can be healing at the same time as much as maybe as much as of a of a it 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 took your time or you know we you know i had a plan i had an agenda or or you know you know we didn't get this accomplished but sometimes you just need that kind of pulling away um i have another question yeah Uh, you just posted on facebook i think it was today that you are preaching Preaching good 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 friday I am. Um, hey, congratulations. Yeah. That's the big Thank one. Thank you. That's Thank not you. the cleanup. That's uh, that's the big one. <laughs> right, right. Man, yeah. All your salvation leans on me giving that sermon. I'm just like, nah, uh, I hope it doesn't. I hope people don't uh, put that much hope in me. Hope they keep it in the Lord. I, I, I am, for real, for real. I want that pressure. Yes, it's, it's a blessing. Um, 
So, you know, it can be a little women are pressurized because you feel like, yeah, this is a, this is a pivotal sermon, right? You know, where we're talking about a lot of our, uh, this is that, this solemn day where we, uh, mm. we, we gotta, we gotta sit with that, you know, um, sit with the grief, sit with the pain. Um, even though we know Sunday's coming, right? We gotta sit on that Friday because, you know, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, we know now, but 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 they didn't. But, but they didn't right to send that send that point. So, yeah, you know, I've been preaching a little bit um, over the past three years. It's something I'm learning to. Well, some that I'm that I'll say this. It's some that I I probably enjoy in a way, but it takes a lot of my energy mm-hmm. um, to do because I'm just not a, a, a natural one like writer, and unless I can get better. It takes a lot of more energy for me than it may do for for other people um, mm. and certain things. And, and sometimes it's like energy that I like to give. And sometimes it feels like energy, like, ah, oh, man, it's a lot. But um, yeah. but I think it's been cool. But, but it's been cool learning, prepping our, you know, understanding that. Um, I feel like you yeah. were just talking so much about lament and holding things and being yeah. close and not passing by the pain and not, I mean, like right. everything we've been talking about, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's into a Good Friday Nah, yeah yeah it does man you know I, you know a lot of people may not know this about me but i'm I'm not the most upfront guy you know i don't i don't i don't know if i like being up in front of press i'm very a behind the scenes guy so anytime i go up and preach or anytime i do anything in front of people i'm a little nervous and so i know that doesn't maybe come off to people but whew. yeah I, I put a lot of internal pressure on myself just trying well to... that's why you need to carry a little hip flask with a little irish <laughs> <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it though man i'm i'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and you know i just pray to remind people that uh and remind myself that man this suffering to it should pass but but know that let's learn how to sit in that and feel our feelings um you know and, and, and let's learn to know that we don't have to do that together i mean we don't have to do that alone and you yeah. say it takes a lot of energy out of you, Charles, but genuinely, yeah. you are yeah. someone who, A, you always have like four books with you at any given point in time. <laughs> like you have your Bible and then you have like the three commentaries and another, you know, person's oh, book. Gosh. You're like listening to four podcasts. And like, I feel like <laughs> you are such a good example for me of just someone who's really like, a really good student, right? Like who's really trying to absorb a lot and you're always learning something. So I feel like I love this shift where you are producing the content, Mm. right? Because you've spent these years of being a student, like a really good student, really faithful. Um, And now, you know, that's like kind of the next step is Mm. getting confident um, in synthesizing that for other people, which you've always done so well in casual mm. conversation. And now yeah. you're kind of asked to do it, you know, on camera <laughs> for all posterity. Yeah. I want to be authentic with what I say and what I talk about and not just be. You always are. I made yeah. that face because I, I really don't Ble- know a conversation I've had with you oh, that yeah. has not been. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Our conversations. I, I appreciate our conversations as well. I, I, I love people and I love stories and you know I love uh, getting time and knowing. So I think I rather not only but preaching. I, I think like I was talking to Kristen about this. Like 
I'm more of a like like with her, like we're more of like people like you wanna have a dialogue with while you while you're up there, while you talk with people, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, kinda be able to be like a class or something. But I want people to feel valued and 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 understood. And um, Charles, I feel like you've you know. done this the entire podcast, but is it okay if I ask you now what you you think think is a successful <clears throat> life, which I feel like we I, we, I could now write an essay based on what you've said during this recording, <laughs> but uh, I yeah. don't want to put words in your mouth. What do you think? Um, I think for me, um, success is not limited by the ladder I'm trying to climb to, to, to get somewhere. But I think it's more about the, uh, I think it's the, like the legacy I'm leaving behind, but also the people I'm bringing with me. Um, no success is success if I'm not bringing people on the journey with me, I think. Um, so what is success when you don't, when you're not paying it forward, you know, so, so I look at it as more, it's not a solo act, but it, but it involves community. Um, we've all got here. We've all got somewhere because of someone mm. success and someone taking time to instill those things into us. So I think I'm only as successful as my faithful predecessors who who took time with me and spent time with me. So I think um, success is helping others flourish. I think Jesus did that. Um, so his legacy is still continuing through us. And uh, it did through his disciples and it did through Paul and Barnabas. It did through, you know, so so Jesus' mindset of success, I look like too, I compared to that because he knew his mission and he knew it was only successful through his death on the cross, one layer of that, but knowing that, yo, I am passing away. I need to invest this in others so that this message doesn't stop. Um, so I feel like he 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 bought he looked at that as a place to bring people up with him, not just for himself, but to 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 later on see a world come and be alternated and, and hopeful and redeemed and uh changed for the better holistically mm-hmm. and hopefully and, and wholesomely the way that it was meant to be, you know? When you were talking about that, it reminded me of that one parable or parable where they were talking yeah. about like, if it, um, you know, the seed has to die and fall to the ground to be buried in order for the mm. thing to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just like this, um, you know, an, an essential part of producing is that mm. the negativity, you know, as we perceive it of the loss or of the lament or of the complexity, um, you have to go through that. And it's the same thing with Easter coming up and that good Friday. Like a lot of people are just like, let's just skip over good Friday and go right to Easter. And it's Mm. like, there's this connection that we have to look at, um, and the hard things that were the shadow side, right, that we mm. have to encounter in order for us to grow and flourish and leave that powerful legacy. Um, mm. So that was just, I really have appreciated this conversation, Charles. And yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate what you you're guys. adding to this. My one thing is that our listeners cannot see your 100 watt smile. And that's my <laughs> one regret. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. All right. Head out. Blessings, guys. Bye. Appreciate you. Good to see you Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.